on Sagittarian matters, vegan donuts, Beth Ditto, veganism, prune songs, and more on a very special Hawaiian vacation episode. Stay tuned. Sagittarian matters, Sagittarian matters, what's the Hello from Los Angeles, California. Before we get to our very special Kauai episode of the show, I want to say a few things here from my perch in my bedroom in the mainland. Number one, I keep meaning to tell you, I have very strong opinions about vacuum cleaners. Um, Maybe 12 years ago, I made some money at Crafty Wonderland by selling calendars And I took my money and I went to Stark's Vacuum Repair and Museum on MLK in Portland, Oregon. That is an old-timey vacuum repair shop. And an old man there told me that Dyson vacuums are garbage because they spend most of their money on advertising and considerably less money on the parts. So all the parts in Dyson vacuums are plastic and they break a lot, and they're not really fixable, and they're not meant to last. There are other brands of vacuums that you maybe have never heard of because they don't have an advertising budget, and they just have quality products. So I'm kind of a walking boner killer for all my friends that get excited about a Dyson because you can see the dog hair flowing through the machine with the little whirring things getting stuck on the dog hair, but um, actually, there are other brands. What brands do I like? Well, thank you for asking. I like Royal brand vacuums. I have a can vacuum from Royal. That is a company that serves a lot of hotels. If I had carpeting in my house, I would get a Miele. And that was recommended to me by some friends that did house cleaning. That's kind of a more expensive vacuum, but if you have carpet and pets, I think it's something that you should look into. This brings me to a piece of advice, which makes me feel a bit more geriatric than I did when I woke up this morning eating a prune. And that is, if you're looking for a high quality item, do not necessarily look to Amazon. If you're looking for a high quality item that involves some mechanics, like a car, like an appliance, call a repair shop where they actually fix these items and ask them for their recommendations because they definitely have strong opinions about which companies make their items to last and which items are making junk, which ones are meant to be serviceable and which ones are not. This is what kept me away from Apple computers for so long because repair shops were like, they're not meant to be fixed. They're meant to be disposable. But here I am. Okay. Thank you for listening to that. Number two, a listener sent in a question that I want to answer before we get on with the show. Dear Sagittarian Matters, I am waiting to hear back about grad school applications. How do I keep from going crazy? Signed, Cuckoo in Cleveland. Dear Cleveland, I say lean into the crazy by writing it down. I have a four or five part answer for you, but the first one, which can apply to everybody, is do a Linda Berry style diary. I am also personally in a waiting game right now that is driving me up the wall. So this, I don't know if this helps mitigate my anxiety, but it helps me write some of it down so that it doesn't have to be um, crashing around in my head quite as much. I can tell my body that it's been dealt with because it's written down. So here's what I do. 
I get a piece of paper, not nice paper, something like notebook paper, and I draw what is essentially an inverted cross. Sorry, mom. I bisect the paper down the middle, so there's two long skinny columns, and then on the bottom, I make another line, so there's two boxes on the bottom. I look, take a cross, put it upside down. That's essentially what this looks like, but Linda Berry, of course, is not Marilyn Manson. It's not meant to be an anti- Jesus thing. You know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to explain it without showing you. Okay. I want you to write on the top left that over the top left skinny column did, and then number it one through seven. The top right, I want you to write saw slash noticed, and then number one through seven. Bottom left box, I want you to write the words, the word overheard. Bottom right box, write question. Then put your date at the top, set a timer for seven minutes, 10 if you need it, and just go through. Did one through seven. What are seven things you did that day or the day before if you're doing it in the morning? What are seven things you did that day? On the right-hand side, saw slash noticed. What are seven things you saw or noticed? These can be tiny things like I noticed that you know, there is dust gathering on the baseboards of my bedroom, or it could be like, I saw a kid walking down the street with a hot dog bun and the hot dog fell out of the bun. Um, or I saw a man staring at me on the bus, whatever things you saw or noticed that day. Bottom left. What's one thing you overheard? What did you hear somebody else say? You may have to really dig into your memory banks for this. Sometimes I like to draw the person too, to give it a little context and bottom right. What's a question you have? What's something that's on your mind? Is it your grad school thing? You know, last month I had a lot of anxiety about my dog getting surgery. And so my question, a lot of these diary days was, is Ponyo going to be okay? Am I making the right choice getting my dog's eyeball removed? That's just me. Okay, so there's your diary. You did that. It's really fun. It's based off of a Linda Berry exercise. You can do it every day for the rest of your life. And when you go back, You'll be able to conjure up the image of what was going on during that time, which is better than if you're just keeping a diary writing about your feelings, which your feelings are fine, but it's nice to look back and actually remember what else was going on at that time. Okay, turn and have a blank piece of paper. This is not a Linda Berry joint. This is a a worldwide situation, which is write a gratitude list. It's so easy. It changes your neural pathways a little bit. Write down some things you're grateful for. These could be little things. You get to live indoors right now. You have all of your teeth, God willing. Your dog is healthy. You are grateful that your best friend is going to call you today. That the sun is shining. Whatever. Write a little gratitude list to kind of root you in where you are today. Because a lot of anxiety is tripping out about things that are not part of today. Things that are in the future. Um... Anxiety is robbing you of today by making you trip hard about the future. I didn't make that up, but I did paraphrase it myself. Then after you've done those things, take a walk, take a hard walk, take a walk that involves some stairs or a hill or walking at a speed that's uncomfortable. Some get a little uncomfortable so you can get out of your head and into your body. Listen to some awesome music like Stevie Wonder while you're doing it. Lastly, and I say this a lot on the show, Go volunteer somewhere. This does not mean you sitting in your house tweeting angry tweets at Republicans. That is not what I mean by volunteer. What I mean by volunteer is 
Get out of your house. Stop focusing on yourself. Help somebody else with some of this energy you have. I think you might have a lot of energy if you're pacing around the house waiting for these grad school applications to come back. So get out of yourself. Do something else. Go to a senior citizen center. See if there's somebody you can keep company there. Uh, Go to an animal shelter. Can you walk some dogs around? Perfect. Or here's a project for you. Go to the dollar store or somewhere else, depending on your income. Get a bunch of travel-sized things or a bunch of sanitary things, some food things, and make kits, kits full of like toothbrush, toothpaste, menstrual pads, tampons, food, water bottles, whatever. Take it to people who are currently living on the streets. See if they want people that want it, not people that don't want it, but like go actually give little kits that you've made to people that actually want or need it. That might be you making a kit to send to the border. Um, something like that. Something physical, some a physical thing to get you out of your anxiety around grad school. That's my best advice. Good luck. And I hope you get into whatever program you want to. Okay, on with the show. I, listeners, was lucky enough to visit friend to the show, Beth Ditto, as she works on a secret project in Hawaii this month. We went to Kauai. What follows are my food reflections, Hawaiian donut reviews, a song about prunes, a lengthy segment regarding my veganism, and a little bit more. Thank you for staying tuned. Listeners, what follows is my top 10 foods for my trip to Kauai. I want you to know I have visited Hawaii four times in my life, and my focus when I'm there is to get local foods from fruit stands, Uh, food trucks, and stores, both grocery and otherwise. You'll find, if you even go into a 7-Eleven in Hawaii, that they have different flavors of gum and Slurpees and snacks than you're used to finding on the mainland. So don't be afraid to go in lots of different kinds of stores. Even like Walmart there has a robust selection of macadamia nuts that you do not find in Walmart in Kansas City, Kansas. So um, that's what I try to do. I focus on those things more than I focus on going to like vegetarian restaurants or places that have vegan entrees. I find those places to be much less exciting than actually digging into some local local foods that are not that are secular, that are not necessarily just made for tourists, if you if that makes sense. And that are supporting the local economy in some ways, more than just like the tourist economy. I don't know, I'm getting lost. Okay. Top 10. Starting at number one, shave ice from the wishing well. Shave ice is a giant mound of snow. It's a giant mound of ice that's shaved. Friend to the show, Michelle T, told me to get dill pickle flavored shave ice. I couldn't do it. I got like a coconut passion fruit thing and it was so delicious with um, papaya around the edges. Number two, a Lilikoi refresher Slurpee from 7-Eleven made with cane sugar from the island. Yum! Lilikoi is a fruit from the island. Cane sugar is grown there. Delicious Slurpee after a long day of hiking Waimea Canyon. Yum. Number three. Okay, this is a dessert you may or may not have heard of, depending on your familiarity. Kulolo. Kulolo. Kauai Kulolo. It's a Hawaiian dessert staple that's made from mashed taro, coconut milk, and sugar, both of which are from the island. Um, I asked friend to the show, Lagusta, about this, and she said, it's very in keeping with your flavor family. Kulolo is sold as a little brick wrapped in saran wrap. It 
looks almost like a tiny bread, but then you touch it and it's much softer. It is described to me as the consistency of fudge, but I think that's a lie. The consistency is kind of like if you made tapioca and it was really, really thick, and then you let it dry into a little loaf. And so then you would cut it and eat it that way. I just unwrapped the saran wrap and was chewing on it. Taro, if you're not familiar, is like a purple sweet potato. It's a sweet purple potato root vegetable. Um, You can sometimes find it at Thai restaurants. You can get it. You can sometimes get like a purple taro flavored bubble tea. That's one of my favorites. If you're in LA, you can get that at Pine and Crane or Joy. And there's chunks of taro in the bottom. It's one of those things that has dessert crossover appeal. And this dessert I found to be very delicious, a little bit on the earthy side, which is, I think, where Lagusta was coming from with that. It's kind of in the same earthy flavor family as tahini, in my opinion. Kawaii Kulolo, K-U-L-O-L-O, in case you want to try to make it at home, but I think you might botch it. So maybe order some or get someone to bring you some back from Kauai. Okay, next on my list, taro donuts. We'll get to those later. Then banana bread from Sunrise Coffee. I want to tell you guys something. I stopped on the side of the road at Sunrise Coffee, which was a stand run by a couple white ladies, I'm going to say it. I got two pieces of vegan banana bread and one iced coffee. I want you to guess how much it cost. Whatever you just guessed, you're wrong. It was $17. One seven. I was so surprised. And I'm used to being gouged as a tourist. I was prepared. I, I live in LA. I'm hemorrhaging money all the time on nothing. Um, I asked how much the bread was. They said, I don't know, five something, which means what? The iced coffee was $7? Anyway, $17. Was it the best bread of my life? No, I don't think that was the point. I liked a place called Anada's Thai Street Food, which was a Thai street food truck in an Ace Hardware parking lot. Tons of chickens running around because there's a lot of wild chickens on Kauai. I dropped a pad Thai noodle to feed to a chick, a little baby chick that was falling around his mom. It fell on top of the chick over his shoulders like a feather boa. And I was like, oh, what do I do? And then a rooster came and plucked it off the baby chick. And I thought the rooster was going to pluck the baby chick in a harmful way, but he was very skilled at noodle extraction. That place was great. Um very straightforward. It was exactly what I wanted from a Thai food cart. That's all I have to say. Taro hummus. I tried it. It was good. It tasted like hummus with a little bit of a sweet potato appeal. The next thing I got was something called Hawaii's Special Spirulina Popcorn with macadamia nut oil, nutritional yeast, and sea salt. This is kind of like Bjorn corn from the East Coast, but with spirulina. So it has an element that I do not like, which is the taste of spirulina. Why did I get it? I wanted to try something local. There we are. Um, Try it. Something that I had for breakfast every day because I was away from home was a peanut butter rice cake with a swirl of sriracha, which grossed out the people around me. But, you know, just think of Thai food, you guys. You like peanut sauce with sriracha? Why not have a rice cake with peanut butter and sriracha? All right. On our show today... We have three special guests, Beth Ditto, Teddy Kuo, and Matt Busher. Here are their biographies. Beth Ditto is an actress, a musician, and a very good friend to Sagittarian Matters. Beth is known for singing solo and in her band Gossip, but you can catch her right now on the television show On Becoming a God in Central Florida on Showtime. 
Teddy Kuo is a musician from the Pacific Northwest who currently plays bass on tour with Beth Ditto. If you're me, you may remember him from the band King Cobra, later called Twin. Matt Busher, when asked for a bio, told me to say that he is an amateur hype man. Now please enjoy my songs, donut reviews, and more with guests Beth Ditto, Teddy Quo, and amateur hype man Matt Busher. And tahini, tahini and prunes If your dinner is not quite ruined And a PB&J is just too fun Why don't you run out and get you some Tahini and prunes, prunes and tahini Wear them in a sweater and eat it bikini in a bikini <laughs> You can eat it in Nova Scotia Even in Tahiti And everyone, Tahiti. It's my favorite food. It's my favorite snack. It's my favorite combo. Can you introduce yourselves? Teddy Quo. I'm uh, Matt Butcher, and I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, really? <laughs> Teddy, what are your qualifications for this podcast? <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Um, I, I too have a zodiac sign. <laughs> So we are on the island of Kauai in the town of Hanalei, and we just stopped at a food truck called, what is it called? Holy Grail. Holy? You get it? You get it? Holy. Holy. Oh. It's a donut place. I really didn't get it. Oh. It was a taro donut place. So taro. Oh, are the donuts taro based? Yeah. Oh, weird. It's a taro-based donut, and taro is a root vegetable that's purple. It's a little bit like a sweet potato. You can treat it like a sweet potato. Um, they were freshly, freshly fried. And did they taste more like a cake donut or a raised donut or something in between? Cake donut. Don't you think? They were, I would say, a very vegan donut. But that, the crispiness on the outside was nice. But uh, they seemed undercooked almost. Oh, interesting. With how wet they were. I don't know if I thought about it as wet. I did like the crispiness on the outside. Uh, Teddy, what was your feeling? I liked them. I'm not picky. But we need to get picky. We're critiquing. Yeah. So we've got to really pick it apart. So we had five donuts, four donuts total. We had a lemony, a lemony donut, a Meyer lemon that had a citrus caviar, which ended up being, it looked like some kind of a seed from a citrus plant it like caviar yeah and little edible flowers there was a maple bacon one that had coconut bacon on top and a maple glaze there was a chocolate one that had local cacao they had a cacao pod right in front of us and then there was a local hot a fresh hot one that had honey on it yep local honey that was called the hot single it's called the hot single the hot single i think what were your high points what were your low points uh, the, the citrus caviar was my high point because I love lemon and citrus. Mm-hmm. I, uh, other high points, the crispiness of the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other high points, <laughs> I don't know. The chocolate itself was good. Any low points? It, it wasn't the best donut I've ever had. 
I guess that's the worst part about it. It was, it was a great, I mean, I don't, I rarely have a fresh hot donut, like a hot fried donut of that variety, like a fried ring of dough. And so for that, I, I give that a thumbs up. Yeah. I felt like. The, I felt like he oversold the citrus on the citrus one because they all eventually essentially tasted like freshly fried cake donuts and that one had like uh, like smaller than a dime amount of custard and he kind of oversold that lemon oh cu- the lemon custard it, to me way more flavor the, the lemon custard was delicious but there was a teeny tiny amount <laughs> and that yeah overall it could have used a lot more flavor to offset the kind of uh, because they weren't like hitting you over the head with sweetness no which was nice which is great and I love the moments of flavor but I would have liked to have had uh, maybe three to four times as many of those moments I was kind of hoping the (laughs) hole could be filled with the custard that was my dream wow I thought the inside would it would have been filled with something yeah with the the curd um but yeah they all ended up, at the end, all kind of tasting alike. Similar, very similar. And Matt, what was your highlights, lowlights? Well, as I said, the uh, Meyer lemon custard was uh, really d- deliciously tangy. And the chocolate on the chocolate donut was uh, nice and uh, bittersweet and uh, salty. I really appreciated that. Lowlights? Well, like I said, I thought that the, the interior... Ninety-five percent of the donut was pretty boring. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not, not very sweet. Just kind of like, I mean, if someone handed it to me and said, right. I, "I made this vegan uh, muffin," I'd be like, "Oh, it's pretty good." What if somebody said, "This is like the brother to a funnel cake"? The brother to a funnel cake? Yeah. I. Uh, I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe. I would, I would believe that one of them was adopted. <laughs> well, this is this has been a review straight from the island of Kauai. Thanks for coming on Sagittarian Matters. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Nicole. This is really an honor. Thank you. The honor is mine. Today's episode is brought to you by Lily Withcomb, Hannah Harding, Asia West, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Christy Herod, Jill Soloway, and Mary Pinson. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $20, $5 million, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared, that's just Ponyo's voice. Wait, I have a note. What? Producer Ponyo just handed me a piece of paper. It turns out producer Chris is now on Venmo. You can send him a tip there to Hell Books on Venmo. H-E-L-L-B-O-O-K-S. You look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Thank you, producer Ponyo, and thank you, listeners. Uh, are you still vegan after you've eaten? Disclaimer. Of course, these questions are in jest. We would never assume that if Nicole is not vegan. <laughs> Thank you. Are you still vegan after you've eaten those little water bears? What? <laughs> A water bear? Yeah, you know those water bear things? Those little those little microbes that are in water? Uh-huh. How would I eat those from drinking a glass of water? Well, 
I'm not making it. I'm not know? making a conscious choice to end the life of a water bear. So I'm just doing my damn best out now here. Now you are. You know they're in there. If you want to demote me to plant based, you're welcome to. <laughs> demote you to plant based. You've been demoted. <laughs> and that was another successful session of Are you still vegan after you've eaten? With Beth. <laughs> Perpetrated upon Nicole. This is a segment. Welcome to the back to a segment. We like to call. Are you still vegan after you've eaten? That is hi Nicole. Hi Beth. Um, twenty-three years and a month in. Almost as old. That's a tale as old as time. I was wondering, so, <clears throat> this is not a question of eating. This is a um, disclaimer, if you are sensitive to words such as penetration, copulation, <laughs> perpetration, <laughs> or down there, sensation. <laughs> you might want to change the station. Uh, Nicole. Yeah. If I, if we and I are making love, yeah. as we often do. And I have a corn dog. It's my favorite food, by the way. My birthday's coming up. You're going to ask this question on the air? Yes. All right. Corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a corn dog, it's frozen. Yeah. Vegan corn dog or secular? What What segment do you think this is? Secular. <laughs> this is a corn dog. You're run of the mill. Let's, you know what I say? I don't know what its religious preference is. Meat dog? Meat dog living in the city. Hot tramp. That is a little cutie. Um, no. <laughs> it's just your run-of-the-mill state fair corn dog. I'm so excited. You know, I go home, I take take it home. Because I want to save it for later. I put it in the freezer. Okay. Because there's nothing like a state fair corn dog reheated around Valentine's Day. <laughs> and you'll know where I'm getting with this Valentine's Day thing soon. It's frozen. Yeah. I'm You're in the mood. For- <laughs> You're, in the- <laughs> You're in the mood for love. You're like, Beth, will you do me the honors? And I'm like, of what? And you're like, making love to me. And I'm like, what kind of thing you into? And you're like, I like, I like I'm about yay big, corn dog size. <laughs> so I take this, <clears throat> I take my corn dog out. Not, yeah. why not, not a, not a phallus made of Do you have a, anything else okay. you'd like to add? No, go ahead. And then, <laughs> and then I pleasure you with it internally. Ice cold. <laughs> and it is ice cold. <laughs> and, um, and you and you you accept it. Yeah. <laughs> um maybe you even enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Are you still vegan? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this scenario, no. Okay, what if what if the saran wrap was still on? Are you still vegan? Would you eat it afterwards? Would I? <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're I don't the, know if you noticed, but I, it, it's a state fair corn dog in February. Of course, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to call this freegan. Oh, 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 man, Nicole, trump card. This is almost that's one step above roadkill vegan. Shit, I'm a, she's not a roadkill vegan. <laughs> if she's a freegan vegan, baby, let's have me some fun. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> bounce, 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 bounce. Yes, you know what that is? Inappropriate. You got any other ones? Um, I, like your, I like your hype man back here. Okay, so say... <laughs> oh, I got a good one. I got a good one. 
You gotta do the theme song. Um. <clears throat> Are you still vegan after you've eaten? With Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another question. <laughs> We're welcome back to another segment of Are You Still Vegan After You've Eaten? Dot, dot, dot. Um, <laughs> where we asked, we take into question uh, Nicole's values. Um, okay, so I, I asked you this many years ago, actually. The corn dog questions are old as well, but I asked you this many years ago. I think um, this is, I think this is the, the Rock and Roll Camp for Girls that we volunteered together where you called me Gallagher <laughs> because I was wearing rainbow suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> And Which I you, deserve, but also tell me they weren't fucking amazing. But then you retaliated by calling me Austin Powers. Do I make you? Do I make you honey? You want to tell me my cousin Rachel's not still vegan? You son of a bitch! What's the point of eating tofu all day if I'm getting a carnitas burrito <laughs> for sex? Yeah, you know I don't honor. I don't honor this kink. I could. You could put anything in that burrito and tell me it's carnitas. You could buy something vegan, put it in the burrito, tell me it's meat, so I feel well, like a bad boy. Would, I'm going to say, but if that's my kink, then I think someone else should put the beans in there and tell me it's meat. I'm just saying, uh, if if I'm having you buy a dead animal in order for me to, to have sex, then that's fine. But it's not vegan. Okay. Um, I honor your kink, but it's not a vegan kink. Okay, and that closes our segment. Try a kielbasi, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Try a kielbasi. A kielbasi? <laughs> you know what? Why don't you just... It's damn right it's a kielbasi. <laughs> are you so vegan? I'm so vegan. How vegan are you? I'm so vegan today. I took tofu out of frozen tofu out of the fridge and ate it in the microwave without cooking it. Ooh! Oh, no! <laughs> another. You another ate it in the microwave. I just threw it in the microwave and ate it without properly cooking That's it. That's what you would do, like a piece of like bologna. Just a nice, flat, unflavored piece of bologna. Are you still vegan after you've eaten? Hawaiian chicken. <laughs> there is a piece of pineapple laying on the ground. <laughs> you don't know that the pineapple has been on a Terry burger. Terry's teriyaki here. Um, I pick up a piece of pineapple off the ground. The most porous of all fruits. How <laughs> vegan are you? No, we'll have to we'll have to brainstorm more. All There's right. more. We have to to be continued on next segment next week on everybody. Is she still vegan after, after I've eaten? eaten? With Beth. <laughs> <laughs> this segment of Are You Still Vegan After You've Eaten brought to you by plastic <laughs> shoes, frozen burritos, <laughs> <laughs> corn dog. Cylindrical foods. <laughs> the freezer. Foods. This is this segment of Are You Still Vegan After You Eat After You've Eaten Dot 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 brought to you by Phallic Foods. <laughs> I think you should just keep going with phallic meat based foods. I bet you do. <laughs> you should. That's what she said. That's what he said. That's what Z said. That is exactly what Z said. Oh my god, that's what Z said is such a good joke. That's what they said. Who? I didn't mean to. <laughs> This segment of Are You Still Vegan After You've Eaten? Brought to you by 
Trader Joe's fanny pack nuts. <laughs> Hungry on the go? Grab a pack of Nicole's fanny pack nuts. Feeling scarcity issues and feel like your vegan needs will never be met? Hoard the mustard packets. Get some fanny pack nuts. <laughs> Get yourself some fanny pack nuts. <laughs> Brought to you by Nicole's fanny pack nuts. Dig them out. Eat one. Share them with your friends. They're Eat. warm. <laughs> They're warm. They're body temp. I think we both all know I'm still vegan. Of course we do. You know what I think? Can I put this on here? Yeah. My rant is like I get really irritated when people, as someone who's not even a vegetarian, I'm sorry, everyone, but I get really irritated when people bitch about vegans talking about how they're vegan all the time. When I'm like, no, non-vegans talk about people being vegan. People, non-vegans talk about people vegan people talking about being vegan people more than I hear vegan people talk about being vegan. Oh, yeah. And it's so annoying. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's all your friends ever say. And I'm like, really? Because all I want, like, no. Like, are your friends 17 years old? My friends, <laughs> yeah. My friend, yeah, my friends never come over, like, my vegan friends don't come over and say, can't eat that. I'm vegan. No. Because you know. We're just scrounging for something we can eat or thinking about yeah, where we're going to go later. Mustard, you're putting mustard from that mustard packet on your fanny pack nuts. Yes. Yeah. If you're you. Thanks for giving us that outsider perspective. Yeah, I think it's going. And I, anybody who's really down knows that too. I agree. I don't, everyone won't waste my time trying to tell other people about veganism. Also, we're just like, or that like, they can Google it. It, or at all, because it's like a, a trend that people didn't know about until now, and it just is them being self-conscious for not being vegan. Yeah, I'm like, judge yourself. You I'm busy. Problems. You got your own problems. Got my own problems. I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to dig these nuts out of my fanny pack. <laughs> you think that's an easy job? I'm busy finding some protein in my day. I don't have time to scold you about what you should or shouldn't she be doing. Scold, she's gonna put a scold on that tofu. She can't scold you. I'm scalding this in the microwave before I put some hot sauce on it. You did teach me how to roast broccoli. Wow. And now I eat it often. Happy to do it. Thank Are you. we done with this segment? Thank you, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes. If you have an advice question for Sagittarian Matters, call or text our advice hotline, 971-361-9998. Leave a message. We might answer your question on the air, and we promise not to answer the phone. That is a Sagittarian promise that you can take all the way to the bank. Hi, everybody. Welcome to, to Nicole's Snack Sack. Does PB&J ever feel a little too fun? Do you feel like it's not punishment enough for you? <laughs> well, we, let's suggest a P&T. A P&T? Whatever is that? Dip your prunes in a little tahini and you're good to go. Mmm. Yes. Do this song. What? If you like tahini and prunes, you're gonna love the snack. If you're looking for anything other than delicious, but it's semi-nutritious, it's helpful because it gets things on the move. It's a tahini with a little bit of prunes. It's a prunini. Tahini. Prunes, tahini and prunes, prunes and tahini, you put them together and you got a pretty 
Brunini. 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 And prunes. Tunini. Prunini. Tahini. Wait. Tunini. Prunini. Tunini. Prunini. Prunini is tunini and prunes. Whoa. Tahini. Prunini. Prunini. Tahini. Tunini is. Prunini. Tahini. Tahini. Prunini. Prunini is tahini and prunes. That's cool. That's it. That's the one. Courtney, Cor- Courtney and Love is a great band name. They Courtney, so- Love, and I are very similar. You both crouch in front of a pizza and go from the middle with your hands? Like that baby on um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Remember that? That baby in the middle of the pizza? Yeah. The baby was sitting on the pizza. It really bummed me out. Cor- Courtney Love. Like, <gasps> Scandal abuse. It really stuck with me. Like, it traumatized me. The dirty scandalous. outside of the diaper? Well, that they ruined the pizza. They ruined the pizza. Courtney Love would baby was delicious. crouch was on the floor in front of a pizza and reach her hand to the middle of the pizza and grab a handful of it and be like, here, baby, have a bite. And hold it up to your face with her, like, crack hands. Her hands are, like, stained black. Do you know what that means to me? What? Did she? Carb. Oh, thank you. Carbs. She's conscious. Okay? She's carb conscious? Everybody knows it's keto in the meadow. She would give the crust, too. She would get as much as she could in her paw. Well, she's a crust punk. Yeah. Serving people pizza in your hands is a classic It's crust. very, um, well, that reminds me of this one time I was in Olympia, um, where I did not go to school, actually. Me neither. Um, but there was this girl, I think it was on the, like, I hope she's listening to this so I can actually identify you and be like, I would have given you a fork. She um, was eating an avocado like you would see. Do you remember when um, Veruca Salt on um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was eating that cream out of that ball and like scraping it off of her fingers in a half moon shape? She's eating the avocado like that. And she was a punker, you know. But God gave you a skin on that avocado so you could use that as the scoop. It was one of those things where you were like, food show. Mm-hmm. We see you eating that avocado, honey. We see you. You are eating it. We see you. You are weird as hell. Like, she wanted weird points, you know. And I was like, I tell you what, you're getting a lot of avocado on your hands. That's what you're really getting. You're getting a lot of the and not particles. In your mouth. A lot of the particles from your hands. And under your nails. Do you think that she was like, I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that. Uh, you wouldn't. Oh, I love it. I love the sound. <laughs> Might do it again. Do it again. Tahini. Fadini. Tahini. Pernini. You say prunes. I say tahini. You say, wait. You, s- you say prunes. I say tahini. You put them together, you got a... Prunini. Tahini. Prunini. Prunini. Tahini. Prunes and tahini together. Mmm. You mix your tahini with your prunes. You mix your prunes with your tahini. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wearing a bikini. Eating tahini. She's wearing a bikini and she's eating tahini. I'm calling, calling, calling. We have really worked on that song a lot. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton, with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Sagittarian Matters. Jurassic.
Jurassic Park, a fantastic park. There are dinosaurs waiting for you. There's Tyrannosaur and a Brontosaur and Raptors ready to get you.